Well, hey, my name is Bryce. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery from fear of man, pride, uh, fear of intimacy, drug and alcohol abuse, pornography or masturbation, um, opiate abuse, and marijuana abuse. Hey, y'all. It's good to be here with you guys. I feel like I haven't been here with y'all in a while. So a little bit about me in high school. Um, I was saved through a ministry called Young Life, and that led me to go into college at Oklahoma State. Yes, go Pokes. I was hoping maybe, you know, I'm alone. Anyways, um, I went to Oklahoma State and I did Young Life all four years of college. And through that, I met these two guys, one named Zinn and one named Skylar. And they were, kind of, they were my first high school Young Life guys that I did ministry with. We became really good friends. Well, one day, um, Skylar called me. He's like, hey, Bryce, I'm coming over. I got to show you this cool thing I got in my car. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, yeah, me and Zinn are coming. I'm like, sweet. He, um, early, while he was calling me, I was cleaning up my house, you know, just trying to be like some type of like responsible college student, clean up the kitchen, took out the trash, you know, everything, go, and I'm sitting inside. He calls me. He said, hey, we're here. I go outside. I start talking to Skylar, but it's only Skylar, and, he, and I was like, hey, where's Zinn at? And he said, oh, he's on his way. Don't worry. I'm like, sweet. So we're sitting, we're talking, and I'm like leaning into the, into the um, window just talking to him. I mean, like 10 minutes have gone by. I'm smelling this trash right next to me, like kind of like this. I'm real close. I smell this trash right next to me. And 10 minutes go by, I'm like, dude, I don't know where Zinn is. Let's just roll. So I turn around to go back inside the house and Zinn or Skylar was going to come back. And in the moment, as I turn, Zinn was sitting right here in in, the trash bag, but he was wearing a ghillie suit. Y'all know what a ghillie suit is? It's somebody who looks like they're just wearing grass. He got a grass fit on. And so he like jumps up and scares me and my my soul left my whole body. And I froze for a second, and I said some things you shouldn't say to a high school kid. Like, in the moment, like, I love him, but, you know, I said some things. And it was, it was so crazy, and it was so disorienting, because I had literally just taken out the trash not too long ago. And I walked up. I wasn't really paying attention. I'm like, obviously, those are just trash bags. And so I come up, hadn't noticed what was really going on. I hadn't noticed that Zen was there. And I start there because um, that's the same thing with our sin struggles, It's exactly the same way. Oftentimes, when we're struggling with sin, we can identify the sin on the outside, but we neglect to see what's truly beneath it. We neglect to see what's truly behind the struggle that we're dealing with. And so we keep aiming at this, you know, you toss it out on the side of the road, waiting for it to get taken away, but it's much more alive than you ever thought it was. And so tonight, um, for our sin struggle, what I wanna talk about is substance abuse. And I think all of us kind of have like a pretty good idea of what substance abuse is. Typically, when we think about substance abuse, we think about um, alcohol. Like that's the number one substance being abused in America, apart from nicotine. But I thought alcohol would probably be a better one to share. Um, Or sometimes we'll be thinking about drugs. Um, Maybe it's pills or it's meth or heroin or any type of drug of choice, whatever you may be. These um, substance abuse is something you could also say is um, something you're dependent upon, a substance that you're dependent upon or you're addicted to, and addiction is a substance. And then, but in reality, we can be addicted to a lot of things. Um, And so I, I put a miscellaneous category in there because whatever your substance is, whatever you go to over and over and over again could be your substance of choice that you abuse. And so tonight we're talking about substance abuse And here, the reality of it is, is not all of the substance that we can abuse are inherently bad, right? It's alcohol in and of itself is not inherently morally wrong. But 
as we all know, if, if you're here in this room and you've struggled with substance abuse, you know that the first time that you started using this substance or you tried it, it was really just for fun. Um, it was really just like, you know, maybe on the weekends or with some friends, but then slowly the amount of times and the amount you used began to grow. And at first it was just something you were doing to have fun, but now it controls your life. It's an addiction. What was now just for fun now controls your everyday life. And now you are sacrificing things for it. Like something that was just fun, now you're sacrificing your life to it, like you're sacrificing your time. And we put our time in a lot of places, but you're giving a lot of your time to this one thing, or maybe you're sacrificing friendships, like it's broken um, relationships in your life, maybe friends or family or um, romantic relationships you've um, sacrificed to this, or maybe it's financial stability or your, or your job, right? You're giving too much money to it or you've lost your job, or it's even just, you're just sacrificing your conscience and you're rid you're ridden with guilt and shame. You're drowning in it. It's caused you to destroy your mental health. You are depressed and in despair. You're anxious. You don't know what to do. You're sacrificing your life to this substance, whatever it may be. And if you're in this room uh, for the first time, welcome. My name is Bryce. It's good to, it's good to meet you or see you. Um, we're glad that you, here, you are here. But if you're in this room for the first time or you've been here for a long time and this is you, you're addicted to some substance or there's a substance in your life that you cannot get rid of, um, I just want you to know that you're not alone. I mentioned all those things up top because I've struggled with a ton of substance abuse um, from beginning at a really young age, like 11. Um, and, it, and it took over my life for years. But if you're in here and this is you, maybe you've thought about, if you're like me, maybe you thought about trying to quit. Maybe you have tried to quit or maybe you've at least wanted to. And maybe if you are like me, you've tried all the tips and tricks. You've done the thing, right? Maybe you just kind of said no to hanging out with those friends that one time or going to lunch with them that one time. Um, and maybe it, you've actually kind of got a little bit of a victory, like you stopped for like a week. But then it came back. But this time when it came back, it came back way worse. And it took way more of your life and it took way more of your money and your time and your friendships. And it slowly begins to take away your life. And you look up one day, and maybe this is the first time you're realizing it, um, but you're not really struggling with that substance, you're a slave. You're not really in a life of struggle, you're a slave to it. And what I want, the, what I want to help you guys understand tonight mainly though, is that in this idea of um, substance abuse, you're not a slave to the substance, you're a slave to something else. You're a slave to something else. Just like I thought this was just trash and it turned out to be a whole human being jumping up in my face, um, you are not a slave to the substance. You're a slave to something much, much deeper and that's why you cannot fight it. It's way deeper than just alcohol. Like alcohol is not out to get you. It's what drives you to alcohol that destroys you. Ephesians 4 Verse 22, it says, he's talking about walking in newness of life. He's speaking to Christians now. He said, don't walk like the Gentiles do. And later on, he says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. Your former manner of life and is corrupt by what? Deceitful desires. He didn't say, hey, listen, he didn't say alcohol or drugs is corrupting your life. 
He didn't say, hey, your life is all super corrupt because of gambling. That's not what he's saying. He's saying your life is corrupt through deceitful desires. Your problem isn't your addiction, it's your desires. And your desires come from your heart. And so what I want you to know real plainly is that alcohol is not the thing that destroys your life. Alcohol is not your problem. It just is the trash bag masking it. And what I want you to do, what I want you to understand is that there's things that drive us, the desires in our heart drive us to these substances like alcohol or drugs, whatever it may be, pornography, take your pick. And that desire may be approval. Like it may be approval and you don't get it and you feel bad about it, so then you wanna numb that feeling, right? Or maybe you just drink with your friends because if you, if you don't drink with them, that's all they do and now you don't really have anything else to do. You feel like you don't have any friends or maybe it's not that, maybe it's fear. You hate feeling fearful when you go interact with people you don't know and so if you just have a couple of beers, you know, you won't feel as bad, right? I've been there. <clears throat> this region, I can confess, right? Um, or maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's at home, you had a long day, you know, and it's just a glass of wine or like three beers, not a big deal. But then you look up one day and it's been six months of three beers every single night. And you can't go a day without it. <clears throat> or maybe if it's the drugs is your, your, um, your trash bag, maybe you're trying to avoid the pain. Like whatever is going on in your life, the broken relationship, you're trying to avoid the brokenness, so you numb through drugs or whatever it is. You do whatever you can to get away from the pain or um, you wanna control. You wanna control your body weight so you abuse that substance to keep you from eating. And it's, de it's, it's deceptive, it's deceptive or you're anxious and so you do whatever you can to not feel anxious and stressed out so you can be easygoing and you mask it with drugs or whatever your, um, whatever your substance is, pick your, have your choice. It could be pornography. Maybe you don't feel love, you feel lonely, so you wanna feel approved, so you go to pornography. Your substance is not the problem, it's your desire that drives you there that is the problem. That is in your heart region. Your deceitful desires bring you into the bondage of substance abuse. It's your desires that bring you there. And if you want to be healed, John talked about last night, there is a way to be healed and his name's Jesus. And he can give you a brand new heart by faith, by the power of the spirit. But if you wanna be healed, what you have to do, the reason why I go through all this, taking out all this trash, is you have to expose the deep-seated heart issue that drives you to the brokenness of your life. You have, to, you, have, you have to get under there and it's hard and it hurts. I'm a class act avoider of pain. I don't like doing it. I don't like feeling hurt. But the longer I avoid it, the more it hurts me and the more I run to these things to try to avoid it, right? And I don't wanna talk about it with God. But you have to expose those deep desires in your heart and expose it by the light of the gospel. Bring it to Jesus and surrender it to him. When you ask like, hey, you can't save yourself, you can't get yourself out of your struggle, Jesus can. Jesus is the only one who can save you and heal you. You wanna know what we mean by that? It's when you have that sinful desire in your heart, you bring it to him and you say, Jesus, I can't not want this. I want this really bad, but it hurts me every single time. And I don't even know, I don't even know how to not want it. But somebody told me on Regen Monday night, 6.30, that if I tell you that I want it, but I want to not want it, you will change the desires of my heart. All right, so here, Jesus, here it is. 
take me, please. That's what it looks like to get on your knees, pray to him. That's what it looks like to surrender your sin to Jesus. And he invites it. He says, come to me. He says, come to me, all who are weary. If you're here and you're weary from your sin, if you're heavy laden from the guilt and shame of your sin, he says, come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. I will give you rest for your soul. So I have one simple action step to leave here tonight with you guys. It's really, really simple, but I feel like the more I talk about it with others, it seems like the less and less people actually put into practice this simple step. And the one step I'm going to take or give to you to take out of this room is to ask yourself why. Simply, just ask yourself why. Listen, you know what you want. You know what your desire is, right? You know that you desire alcohol or drugs or pornography, social media, whatever it is that you spend your time on to numb yourself. You know what you desire. The question I'm asking, the why you are looking for is why do you desire that? Why do you desire to get drunk with your friends? Why do you desire to give yourself over to that substance even though it's been destroying your life for years? Ask yourself why. Why do you desire it? And if you don't know, ask God to show it to you. I'm praying like, Lord, I'm so dumb. I don't know what I want. And so I just need you to tell me, please. And he does. And he heals me. He heals me. And so I'm right there with you guys. So one simple action step is ask yourself why you desire what you desire. And when you give the why behind the desire to the Lord, he will change the desires of your heart. He will change the desires of your heart by the power of the Spirit. And once he does that, you get to walk free. If you're looking for freedom here on Monday nights, Regeneration is where you can find that because we just usher you you to the one who bought it for you. Tonight you're going to hear a story um, uh, um, from a friend who's also my twin because we're matching today, actually. We found that out earlier. Um, Zig, Michael Ziegler, sorry, we call him Zig. Michael Ziegler, he's the men's director of Regeneration, so give him a hand, please. Woo! 